Brilliant. Well, before I start, um, I'm just going to let you know, Dave absolutely stole my thunder for the start of my talk, so thanks, Dave. But, so, um, to add anything that he hasn't already mentioned, I'm not allowed to mention she who should not be named, and no, I'm not talking about Voldemort. Um, um, so I won't mention it, but um, yeah, everything he said was true. And what I'm going to be talking on today, um, I'll tell you in a second what it is, um, I come from a place of I've been through it and how difficult it is. And um, coming to the end of the talk, I've actually got a, um, a bit of a testimony in there to just tell you um, what I kind of went through, um, just so you can kind of understand that if anyone is going through what I went through, that you, you're just not on your own. So um, I'm going to do a little game with you first. I'm about to put on a video, and you're going to have to try and guess what the topic of the talk is about. Now, when I was younger, these, um, these videos were on TV, and I used to think they were absolutely hilarious. And looking back now, I actually think they're just a little bit cringe. So you can tell me what you think later, but let's start the video. So yeah, I thought I'd end it on the, um, the little girl, because although she's adorable, um, I have to, I, she really gets on my nerves because she's not appreciating a dog. Like, she has a really cute dog and she's not appreciating it. All she wants is a bunny. And I'm just like, I really want a dog. And I've always wanted a dog. And she's like, oh. Anyway. So, as you can see, uh, you may have saw, it, was, it flashed up on the screen. Um, it was comparison. Did anyone get that? Yeah, it wasn't about Aldi. I'm not doing my talk about Aldi. I don't even shop at Aldi. But yeah. I'm not dissing Aldi, but I just don't shop there. Um, so that was an eye-open to me at some of the prices. So yeah, as you can see on the screen, uh, we're going to talk about comparison. Now, the dictionary definition of comparison is on the screen just there. It's a consideration or an estimate of similarities or differences between two things or people. Now, on the face of it, this doesn't look like a very deep word. It's, it's very shallow. It doesn't really mean add to much. But I'm going to be completely honest with you here, and this is what I un honestly actually believe. I believe comparison is the single worst thing we face as young people today. Okay, that might have been an exaggeration because we have to go through a whole load of things, but I actually do believe it's, it really does badly affect us. And um, it's something that affects us every single day, and sometimes we, we don't even, like, it doesn't even affect us consciously. We're not even consciously thinking about it, but the effects it has on us subconsciously and the changes it will make of us, which I'll go through uh, tonight in this talk, um, can really radically change our lives in just horrendous ways. And um, I'm just going to show you a few of the ways that um, it's going to go through. So I'm going to go through three parts, and I'll explain what each of them are and give you a kind of like a, a why we shouldn't do it type thing. Now, some of these aren't like a step-by-step -step guide of how not to do these things, because that's not how life works. Each and every situation is different. And uh, what you might struggle with is not something that I might struggle with. That's not me saying that I'm in. It's just like, I was, yeah. Um, what you might struggle with is not what might the person sat next to you might not struggle with. They might find that really easy. So it's different for everyone. So, but these are just the, the common themes I find from having grown up through this and seeing it with other people. So the first one is comparison and being envious. Now, this is all about um, just like when you look at someone and you're like, oh, dang, they have the greatest piece of hair in the world and I want their hair. So you go out to Sainsbury's and you buy the best hair dye just to look like them. And it's, you become so envious of what they have by comparing what 
you have and thinking what others have is better, it's just not only bad and you're not appreciating yourself, it's also quite insulting to God as well. Because it says in the Bible that God has given us everything that we could ever want and need. And you're going, yeah, God, but I don't like my split ends. And uh, I like just curly hair, but hers naturally goes curly. Mine doesn't. What the hell, God? What the hell? And it's like, it's not only is it insulting, it's because he has provided for us on so many occasions. And I think you just need to have a little bit of um, realisation that that is actually what happens. He's provided so many things for us. But becoming envious makes us lose focus on the things that really matter in life. And they make us focus on the things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Let's be honest, who cares if you have the nicest hair? Who cares if you're wearing the sleekest clothes and the newest trends that are going around? Who cares if you have the nicest crepes, as Dave would say? It's, on, it's honestly, it's pointless if what's underneath all of that stuff is fundamentally wrong. If you have envy at the heart of you, it's going to rip you apart from the inside out. It says in the Bible that envy rots the bones we, and we will slowly lose all the wonderful characteristics of God that are instilled in every single one of us here today and thousands of people across the world. He has made everyone unique with their own qualities. So, that's what I, basically what I have to say on envious comparison. Basically, don't do it because it's bad, but not in more extra, in more extravagant words than that because that's not really nice. I just kind of worded out a bit. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, joking aside, uh, we need to watch ourselves when comparing ourselves because if we become envious, it only goes downhill from there. Now, the second part is uh, looking down on people and becoming quite prideful about it. So you see that guy's dressed up in his nice finery and he's got a crown and he said he thinks he's the world. And uh, I just think this is another problem when we're comparing. Most people tend to gloss over this point because they want to go to the third point that I'll talk about in a second. Um, but I didn't want to gloss over this because I think this is just as important as what is of any point that I make today. In, we become prideful and look at, when we look down on others and this may be something that may not affect you. You may not think you're up here on the scale, but it will affect, I reckon, about 30% of us here today. And I thought, if it affects even two people that come tonight, I want to I address it, because they might be going down a really dark path that um, can easily be solved with just a few verses from the Bible. And I think that can be really powerful. So in the Bible, it actually says, for anyone who thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I'll read that again. Now, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, don't get me wrong when I say he is nothing. This verse isn't saying that we are nothing. Quite the contrary, if you were listening to any of the lyrics, literally any of the lyrics that we wrote today, that we wrote, that we sang today, um, it talks about how, how much God loves us and how much God provides for us and how much he, he will do anything for us. So God doesn't think we are nothing, but the issue comes when we, we think we are something through our own means. Like, if we, for example, we think that everything we've gained is through our own doing. Now, obviously, we have to work hard in order to get what we have, but there comes a time when sometimes we would never have been able to achieve something without the power of God. 
like I wouldn't be able to stand up in front of you and be able to deliver this talk if it wasn't for the power in the Holy Spirit that's been given to me on this night to deliver this talk to you, hopefully in a great way. I'm not saying that. I'm just, you can make your own mind up on that. I'm just saying. So our strength isn't from anything worldly. It's from the God. God is our provider and he's given us everything we need right here, right now. And he's given us, for example, some of the things that he's given us are the people we love, the things that we have, the food on our table. He's provided for us in so many different ways. And it's just about being a little bit more considerate of what we actually have and thinking, although I did work for this, it's God who gave me the strength that was able to work for this. And being thankful for God for those things. So this passage isn't saying, um, if we become prideful, that did, well done, Daniel, previous Daniel, that made complete sense. Um, th- I'll read you what, it's, what it actually says here. It says, what this passage is saying is because if we become prideful of what we have and think, yeah, it just, I knew I'd go off script, so I, just, I didn't proofread this. Because um, one thing that Dave didn't say is I've actually got Erlen's, and if you want to know what that is, come talk to me later because it's a bit of a story. But it has similar links to uh, dyslexia. So reading isn't my strong point. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. Um, If we become prideful and think what we have, we become more deluded and we begin to lose, ironically, if we become prideful, all the gifts that God's given us that have made us become prideful, we begin to lose. And I think that's just really key to understand. The stuff that he's given us, if we become prideful on that stuff, that stuff begins to look, go away. And I don't know if anyone's been in a situation where they think they're the, mm, and they uh, stand in front of someone. And I'm talking from experience here, if you didn't quite get that. They stand and they go, uh, this may have been at Soul Survivor. And they stand up on a table and they sing a song because they think they're mint. And like, it's just like, Two people join in, you look a bit like a fool. But anyway, that didn't happen at all. Shh. Right, so um, if we become, if we think we're everything, um, the gifts that God has given us will slowly fade away. I think the most prevalent example of this is the angel Lucifer. Now, anyone who knows their Bible theology will know where this is going. But Lucifer was one of uh, God's angels, and he did everything that the angels would do. He, he was a servant of God. But Lucifer, he was a bit different from everyone else. This angel became so proud of his beauty, power, intelligence, wisdom that he'd been given by God that he was like, you know what? I quite like this. I think I deserve all the praise that God's been getting because I have all these qualities. You, you see where this is going. And he demanded the honor that had been that had been preserved for God. The sin that corrupted Lucifer was self-generated pride. God then banished Lucifer and changed his name to what is more commonly known as now as Satan. Yeah, if you didn't know that, Satan was actually one of God's angels before he became prideful. That's why I am trying, I'm talking to, like I said, if it was just two people that think this, that's how bad it can get. Satan was banished from a relationship with God because of his pride. That's how dangerous pride can be. And that's why I just wanted to address it. So 
Um, we really don't want to be um, thinking we are the stuff when really the stuff is all God's. It's quite funny, actually, because um, they used to give sacrifices like lambs and stuff to, to God. And I always thought this was a bit weird because as Christians, we believe that God owns everything. And it's like this guy said to me at church the other day, he was kind of like, I just find it a bit weird. He was like, we, we have been given these things from God and, and we were... And we go, we go to the temple at the time and we slaughter a lamb in his name. And he was like, if you take it out of context, it's like getting a gift off a friend, waiting a while, and then giving the gift back but to someone else without realizing you were actually giving it back to the same person. Like, it's just a bit silly. So we need to be careful when we, when we see ourselves becoming prideful because it can lead to just really dark road so we mustn't look down on others or even just elevate ourselves to a higher standards we want God to elevate us because if God elevates us then he puts us on a heavenly plane and we will shine light out instead of all the darkness that's in this world you don't have to travel that far out of these doors to find stories on the news people doing bad things and if we let God elevate us we won't be showing those dark qualities we'll, we'll be showing light now, the next point and that I'm going to make is actually the final point. Uh, but this one's going to go into a bit more depth because I think it's the most common and most important point that I'll make today. So if you don't take anything from this night tonight, which I'm sure won't be true because we've had some, some great music and we've had some, some great laughs, but if you were not to take anything away, I urge you to just listen in right now because this, this could change your life for the better right now. I urge you to just listen to this. I think the biggest problem with comparison, it's all, like I said, it's also the most common. And I've seen this in countless different people that I've encountered on a day-to-day basis. It's looking at someone and thinking they're, they're better than you. We're basically doing this. Now, I've literally written in brackets here, pick someone out. So does anyone want to be picked out? Uh, no question, I'm picking out Karis. Right. <laughs> So this, this, this is literally, this is what we're doing. We're going, oh, Karis. Karis is brill, right? She has this great voice. She is literally the most mother-like person I have ever met who actually isn't a mother. She's got these kind qualities that I have never seen in anyone else. And what we do is we, we, will, we will list off countless traits in these people that we love about them and then go on, because they have these traits, my existence as a human being on this planet is worthless. Like I'm, try- I'm deliberately trying to make it sound as stupid as possible because that's what it is. We're literally going, I have no worth because they have these qualities. It baffles me why people do it. And to explain this a little bit further, uh, I am going to tell you a little story. Now, the next slide is a picture of a wonderful human being and my brother. And um, for those of you who don't know, that is my brother. That is Josh Guest, that strapping young lad with everything intact is uh, my uh, excuse for a brother. And um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Um, I used to be obsessed with Josh. 
Uh, no lie, I'm getting really serious now. Um, well, I, I am really. Um, mm. um, I, I saw, I used to be obsessed with them. I saw everything I wanted in Joshua, just to list off a few things. Whether it was the sports he was better than me at, whether it was all the friends he seemed to have, because he seemed to just connect with everyone. The lady attention he had just seemed to mask anything that I had, because I didn't have anything at the time, because I won't mention she who will not be named. I've not written that, but Dave mentioned it, so I'll, I'll mention it. And um, most importantly, and this one really got to me, that no matter how hard I tried, he was always better than me in favour. That, that one still hurts to this day. Although, actually, I'm, I'm better than him now, so... It seemed like everything was going right for him. And I woke up every morning. And for those of you who don't know, Joshua doesn't get up before I get up. I'm always up earlier than him. He, li- he likes a lion. So I would get up. And whenever he would come down, he would take, in, in, at this time, he would take place of everything. He'd come down from his room upstairs. And it was like, damn, I have no worth anymore. Because it was like everything that I did, Joshua would do or something similar and he would do it better. Like, it was like he was, it was like we were playing the same game, but I was on level one and he'd already completed it and got 100% and he was on to the next game. He was on to the next installment of the game. And uh, I was there like, I can't even beat the first level. And... Uh, it's just this is this is something. I just felt like I was a dra- downgraded version of him. Um, yeah, I, I, that is that is genuinely how I felt. And um, the effect on my life um, was just that I lived with so so low self worth that it led to me doing things like. Uh, seeking attention or um, appreciation of other people that could have been from teachers, from from my parents or even my, my friends that didn't even know him or maybe like weren't even that interested in him. I seeked the appreciation just to make me feel a little bit better about myself. And it got so bad that and the people who are around me can can vouch for me at this point um, without even knowing. Uh, I developed uh, a persona, one that portrayed confidence that I didn't really have. And that kind of stuck with me until I really began my walk with God. And uh, that is just, that opens a whole new conversation that if you relate to anything that I just said and would like to talk to me about it, I can tell you like uh, what uh, walking with God is really about. Because it was only when I realized that um, I learned that God's love is unconditional and we don't need to prove ourselves. He loves us honestly. And that broke me down. He does, God doesn't want us to feel worthless. He has chosen us to be a vessel of his Holy Spirit and fill us up with the power. Like, how baffling is that? God is literally this almighty being and he looks at you and goes, yep. I want to fill that person up with my spirit. Like, that, that, that baffles me. It's like, that's why 
I'm stood in front of you here today. I can't stand in the world and go, I've been given this, this, these gifts and, and if I did nothing with them, I'd feel guilty because there are countless people out there who, who don't know these things and they're dealing with day-to-day lives without the power of God. The only way that we can get through these things. God is literally the perfect being and he wants to use us. How empowering is that? And if that wasn't enough, and it really should be, but if it's not, um, and if you feel like I'm Bible bashing you a little bit today, um, here's a more down-to-earth version of basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, whilst I was going through what I was going through with my um, low self-worth with my brother and seeing that everything I wanted, he had, um, I learned through my walk with God when I came out of that really dark place, I learned that Josh isn't a perfect human as much as he might tell you. He is his own, he's, an own, he's also a broken human too with his own faults and mistakes that he learns from too. So all this time that I was feeling bad about myself because I thought I would never compare to anything in comparison to my brother, he was feeling the same. Maybe not to the extent that I was feeling it, but he, even during all this time, even during my darkest periods, Joshua thought I was the favorite. Just, just put that into context for when I figured this out. This person that I had idolized for so many years told me that he thought I was better than him. Like, can you, can you imagine just the sudden realization that struck me when he told me that? So all this time I was feeling bad about myself when he was feeling the same. And that's just to put it into context. See, this is what it can do. Comparison can break you down to being a shell of your former self. You become empty. You, you have no reason of life if you compare yourself with others and you feel worthless. And the worst thing about it is it kills potential. Now, anyone who knows me knows that there's nothing I hate more than unfulfilled potential. Everyone in this room has been given a task to do, has been given a goal, and God will help you get to that goal if you let him. God's got a plan for each and every one of you to excel you and not to fail you. Let him into your hearts just a little bit more. You may have already accepted him in, but it's about giving him full control. Because once you give him full control, man, it's like you're on a roller coaster. Now, those of you who don't like roller coasters, I can find another analogy, please. Just don't take that as... (laughs) That's the best I could do. And uh, the way... I want to kind of end this is to finish off with this little um, verse that I quite found. I found when I was reading this, to, uh, find when I was researching this for this talk. It's from Romans, and it's on the next slide as well. It says, "Just go into the world and be who you were meant to be, without envily, envy, mm, without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other, or trying to be someone we're not." We're all meant to be someone. We're all unique. It says in the Bible that we are all parts of the same body of Christ. Now, 
it, it goes into detail about you could be a hand and you might want to, but, but feeling bad because you can't smell like the nose. But your function isn't to smell like the nose. Yours is to do what hands do. And I think it's just, just understanding that. If you want to read that, I did not put it in, so that was good, good, good idea, Daniel. Did not put that uh, verse in the Bible because that would have been helpful to give you. Um, but um, I'm sure some of the scholars who know their Bible inside out will be able to to find that for you. But it's just a, it's a really like um, I, I can't even explain it. Just the words that will open your heart a little bit. And I feel like God wants some of you guys to hear that today. And um, if there anyone is, if there anyone here who is connected with anything that God has told me to say tonight, then I urge you to talk to one of the leaders. And Or if you're not confident talking to one of the leaders, just, just find someone you can trust who you know has your best interests at heart. And just, just tell them these things because it could be life-changing. You might never look back. So... Let's end in prayer. Lord, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you made us in your image. Thank you that you love every single thing about us, every hair on our body, every muscle in the body. You know how many hairs are on our bodies, which is a lot more than some people, but for some people, but you know it, and that's, that's crazy. You knew exactly what was going to become of us before we were even conceived. Thank you that you've got our best interests at heart. Lord, help us to not compare ourselves, whether that's enviously, pridefully, or comparing and just making ourselves feel like crap. Lord, help us in these difficult times. Because Everyone will tell you that teenage life is probably one of the most difficult times of your life. And we need your strength during these difficult times, Lord. Amen.